You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the box art, trailers, and behind the scenes. And we're doing our fourth one of our 90s comic book films. And I believe this is the only one that isn't a pulp comic. Matt, what was our fourth film? Our fourth film is the absolutely banana pants Judge Dredd. In the year 2139. The city is in chaos. Criminals can be man or machine, but justice goes by one name, Dread. Throw out your weapons and prepare to be judged! You got a lot in common. I'll be the judge of that. Sylvester Stallone is Judge Dread. This film is not yet rated. Starts Friday, June 30th. Yes, from 1995, starring Sylvester Stallone. The, the film only, that is nothing like the comic book. <laughs> and the only R-rated one we've covered this month. Yeah, we always hear that there's not a lot of R-rated comic book movies before Deadpool and Logan, which is bullshit, because we had Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Conqueror. We had Wasn't Blade rated R? Blade was rated R, all three of those. Yeah, we had Judge Dredd. So what they really need to say is Deadpool was the first rated R... No, it's not even the first rated R Marvel movie. That would be Blade. It's the first rated R one that made PG-13 money. I feel like that's what they mean with Deadpool. It's the first one that made the kind of money that the... ones that, The easy ones that always make you know, billions of dollars... Uh, Finally, an R-rated one did with Deadpool, but we, yeah, we had R-rated comic book movies before then, and Judge Dredd is absolutely one of them. And this is also one that we, like, have to, this is one of the first comic book movies I know that, like, bombed big time, that I can think of. Like, Dick Tracy spent a lot of money, made a decent amount of money, probably broke even, maybe a little bit more, but we had some other ones, The Shadow. But I think the shadow mostly broke even. Judge Dredd spent $90 million estimated. But honestly, after reshoots and everything, I think they spent closer to 120 and then with marketing about 150. And the worldwide gross was 113. This is this was one that Sylvester Stallone starred in after his comeback that was putrid. My recollection of this movie, I remember the trailers, I remember the TV spots. This one was advertised well. This is another Disney movie, uh, out, came out through their Hollywood Pictures brand, but response was not great when this came out. It was bad. I remember people calling this like the end of Stilla. Obviously, that's not correct. He survived Stop or, or, or My Mom Will Shoot. If you can survive mm -hmm. that, you can survive anything. Which I believe that was the movie that was Arnold said he was going to take, but Stallone took it, and Stallone was pissed off because Arnold joked the entire time that he had no intention of taking that shitty script. Yeah, and this, this one feels like another one of those. I feel like uh, Stallone got duped into this one. First of all, Stallone should have never took this movie. They should have never cast him. This is terrible miscasting. This was Hollywood Pictures wanting to take a chance on what they thought was a bankable comic book character with a bankable star. The problem is this bankable star is a control freak. Yeah, you gotta gotta know what you're signing up for when you get Stallone. He's a writer, he's a director, he's a producer. He's gonna get involved in all these things if he's just acting in your movie. Well, Danny Cannon, the director of this film, hates him. And, I, and when I talk about hate, I really mean that. <laughs> Uh, if you ever see any of this stuff behind the scenes, I mean, he's mostly all TV now. I've seen some of Pennyworth that he's uh, been a part of. They're decent. Pennyworth is okay. 
he created Gotham, and Gotham. I love Gotham, and I love the look of Gotham. Actually, I'll just say it now. I, I, I like Danny Cannon a lot as a director, and I'm, I wish he did more stuff. Well, he's mostly just TV now. I don't think he likes feature films. Well, after an experience like Judge Dredd, I'm sure that hurts, you know? And he was coming off of music videos like a lot of these guys, and uh, came into this, and probably just bit off more than he could chew. <laughs> yeah, did he... Did he do a lot of the Cure music videos? Oh, I don't know. I don't know which music videos he was, where he came from. I can't remember either, because I'm not getting a lot from IMDb. And, you know, IMDb only lists so much, because they don't list a lot of the uncredited. Judge Dredd really killed his career, even though he still... He did I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. But I don't I don't understand, because wasn't I Still Know What You Did Last Summer like a big hit? It was. It wasn't a critical hit, but it was financially a big hit, uh, probably for him. And I'm sure that led to, like, the rest of the work he got. But, yeah, he just didn't really... I think it's because he was also one of the co-creators on CSI, and that really took off after I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, so he probably just stuck with that. Oh, okay. So he created CSI, uh, the crime scene investigation shit that I never watch? Yes. All right. That makes sense. One of the one of the people behind it. Because I think he also created uh, Nikita, and got. And yes. You already mentioned Gotham, so yeah. So he he's found his niche. Good for him, because he fucking hates this film, and it's comical to watch him. Uh, just talk about how much he hates Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> nice. And Stallone was an asshole to work on in this set, and I've seen the behind the scenes. Uh, he just basically took a big shit on this script. I mean, his face was only supposed to be shown one time. And he basically said, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I do what I want. And you know what? Disney gave him power to do it. They basically said, Mr. Danny Cannon, you're young. Sylvester Stallone knows what he's doing. We want to make Blade Runner 2 with this, but Blade Runners with judges in it. And he, he got demolished and it's and it's funny that like this script came from michael deluca who's coming off of in the mouth of madness william wisher who's coming off of terminator 2 and Stephen E. D'Souza, who's coming off of every action movie ever made since die hard um like so this had like writers that behind it that were like the authority on this kind of movie but Stephen D'Souza was kind of i mean he was running out of steam because he did a Street Fighter before this. And right that, before this, yeah. He did Ricochet and Street Fighter before this. And that really hurt his career. Honestly, the trifecta of Ricochet, Street Fighter, and Judge Dredd just sank him. He still did a Laura Croft movie after this. But, I mean, he basically his career was nothing after these the trifecta. I mean, you got to yeah. remember, he also had... The Flintstones between that, which was massive. People forget it. Yeah, but it was a gigantic hit. Yeah, but uh, he could not survive Ricochet, Street Fighter, and Judge Dredd. And I think Judge Dredd, you know, was the cap. And I yeah, don't... It, uh, didn't he, did he do the second Laura Croft or the first? I think he did the second Laura Croft, the okay, shitty that's, one. Yeah, that one, that, that probably really... <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that's the, the shitty deal. cherry on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> sorry buddy but all in all before we get into this film and the 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 decent amount of trailers that we got onto it as a judge not dread movie sci-fi movie i like this piece of trash and it's very entertaining was this the first time you had seen it no i had seen it a few times before i'm more of a demolition mid-90s stallone guy uh demolition man i fucking love you know, Wesley now, I, Snipes and him just like I'm, competing with the ridiculousness. But this one is, I think, out of all the movies we've done, this is my Super Mario Brothers Matt edition. Yeah, I'm aware of Demolition Man guy myself as well. I think Demolition Man is a fucking perfect movie and it's wonderful and it's everything I like. But this was actually the first time I've ever seen this movie, Judge Dredd. No uh, shit. So in our 90s movies dick tracy and and this and judge dread that's crazy yeah. 
Yep, and I had only ever seen the Racketeer once, so really these three were kind of new to me, like new experiences, because I got something more out of the Racketeer than I did the first time I saw it, so really like three new experiences with this. Um, yeah, I had never... I had never seen Judge Dredd, I, you know, like I, I knew what it was. I had, like I said, I'd seen the trailers and the TV spots constantly in 95, but I just, I never saw, I, I just, I don't know if I didn't have interest in it or what, but uh, I just missed this one. And maybe because I heard so many bad things about it too, I just never watched it. But when I, when I found the VHS, uh, which I'll describe the cover of in a sec, uh, when I found the VHS, like for a dollar, I was like, I just got to try it. I got to see you know what it's all about i gotta dip my toes in the judge dread pool here you own the vhs and i don't and since we're kind of locked in our own homes in the epicenter of shitville in covid19 chicago um which i heard we surpassed new york that's kind of amazing we're number one yeah <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I, I i honestly think we're we're part of a different we're in north chicago and i don't really think it's that bad here I could be wrong. Uh, well, I think I think in the north side of Chicago, where we're at, I think a lot of people are just taking it seriously. I think people are staying in. Super. I th- I think people want you know to be healthy or whatever, so they're they're limiting their time out. I don't see a lot of people out. I don't see a lot of people moving their cars or anything over here. I think on the north side, we're just taking it super seriously. No, I, I'm now walking my dog with a face mask on. Anytime I'd go into public, I'd have my face mask on. But now, even when I walk my dog, I do it. Not so much because I, I just like want to respect everyone else. And I feel like a lot of people around here are the same way. Yeah, they're taking it super serious, which is good because I'm a germaphobe. And so this works out for me uh, <laughs> that I can wear my face mask. And I know other people are going to do it over here and stuff like that. But like I do think in other parts of Chicago, it's not like that. I think it is more if i get it i get it type thing and and i don't think it's like that over here (laughs) no no over here it's just like yeah i I will do whatever it takes not to get it right and i love that (laughs) as uh, you are basically the bowser of super mario brothers the movie yes but you're not quite a trump no (laughs) which is our lord and savior and will get us through this epidemic yep if anybody's gonna do it it's definitely that guy No, I hate him. Anyway, back on to a movie, Judge Dredd, um, which is basically the equivalent of Trump entertaining trash. <laughs> I love I know I can see your face right now. We're like, I hate you, Steve. I hate you. <laughs> Except I like Judge Dredd. <laughs> Good point. I would rather watch Judge Dredd 99 times in a row than another press conference from Trump. Exactly. Exactly. So... Let's get in to, you own the VHS on this. Yes. Describe to me what we're seeing here. If we're walking through the rental store on a Friday, Saturday night, and we're begging our parents for something, what are we written here? I don't think we're picking this one up because the cover of this is not, the, the posters for this movie are pretty good. I like the posters. The VHS cover is so boring. It is literally just Sylvester Stallone shooting a gun sort of at us like the person looking at the vhs there's like a target over his arm which is like over a grayscale of what looks like the inside of like a microchip or something like that and it just says stallone above it it's just him shooting a gun and then it says one man is judge jury and executioner judge dread yeah the font isn't even that cool and that's it so when we talked about doing this i looked up on ebay and I do this a lot just to see what the cost of this movie is. And people are insane. I see Judge Dredd right now on VHS for nineteen ninety nine and uh ten eighty. No. No. Yeah. No. No. What is paid, wrong with you people? I paid a dollar for this in in a shop here, you know? <laughs> I I don't get it. Like there are VHSs that are so common like this that I don't understand. People are clearly paying for this on eBay. What is wrong with you people? It's just dread. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. This isn't Night of the Comet. I'd pay $10 for Night of the Comet. I just I I you know, I don't do a lot of ordering on eBay, but like these days we can't shop in stores, so like I did do some ordering on eBay recently and I picked up because I needed it for my Amityville thing. I finally picked up an Amityville Curse VHS and That's I did pay one. I did pay $10 for that, but I don't regret it and I'm going to watch it soon cuz I'm about to do the Amityville marathon. I'll pay 10 bucks for that. I'm not going to pay 10 bucks for Judge Dredd. <laughs> 
my exact point. Like, Amityville, like, the Amityville curse is a hard one, and I got lucky. I did. I've explained this to you. I got it in a set of a bunch of other crap, <laughs> I don't think they knew what they were selling. And I, that's the best deal. <laughs> yeah, you can get really lucky finding some good stuff for cheap on there. Stuff for way under value, but then, yeah, you know, the markups are insane, especially on VHSs. Judge Dredd being a prime example of it, there's no way this VHS is worth $10, but if people are paying for it on eBay, I would be selling it for $10 then, too, yeah, if people are like, going to pay for it. Uh, one of the ones that I just tried, and, and we'll get back into the movie, one of the ones I just tried, I've been trying to collect all the Friday the 13th. May I say I tried to start this at the beginning of the year. Bad timing. Yeah. So I saw a uh, an auction for all of the Friday the 13th on VHS, and they're all the originals. And I'm like, oh, nice. wow, what a steal. And it started the bidding at $40, and I was like, okay, well, Steve, look at it. That's 10 films. Let's say if they're $4 a piece, let's bid. And I, because this is going to be my birthday gift to myself. And I bid up to 70 and I quit. I go, that's insane. I can't believe I just did this. Uh, it sold for $145. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I don't believe these things. For Friday the 13th, like, for, for me, I wouldn't have even gone as high as 70 because... No, I wouldn't. Have, I can't believe I did it. The, getting the originals is cool. But they're not super rare. You know what I mean? Like, if that's the stores saying. were open, you could find them. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, back into this movie, but man, I I always love it when we go down to a VHS rabbit hole. <laughs> but Judge Dredd, shitty VHS cover. What's the description on this? Non-stop action is our quote from Daily Variety. Big screen superstar Sylvester Sloan powers this non-stop action hit that's loaded with amazing special effects. In a time when all-powerful and coldly efficient judges act with the supreme authority of both the police force and the legal system, Judge Dredd Stallone is the most feared law enforcer of them all. But when a former judge, Armand Asante Hoffa, hatches a sinister plot to overthrow the government and eliminate judges, Dredd is framed for murder. Get ready for an explosive action-adventure thrill ride as, as Dredd does whatever it takes to restore justice. A lethal, loud, and loaded action adventure from NBC TV. I'm going to be honest. When this movie came out, I loved it. And I still like it. I'm not a Judge Dredd guy. I think that's what helps. Yeah, I, I never read the books. I never got into the lore of Judge Dredd. I love the Carl Urban movie, uh, Dredd, that came out a few you years ago. You mean the good or, one? Yeah, I love that movie. I think it's great. And it, I think that one gets better with rewatches. But uh, this being the first time I jumped into Judge Dredd, I had a good time. I got in my life. I thought it was a blast. <laughs> Me too. Is it a good Judge Dredd movie? Absolutely not. Is it, Is a, it a very entertaining trash sci-fi of the mid-90s? Yes. Yeah, this is definitely a example of these movies of this time. And I think it's great that we're doing this for this lineup because it is so representative of these kind of movies where it's worlds. You know, you've got world building. You've got a, a visual director doing a lot of... Uh, you know, cool stuff. You've got great production design. You've got great costuming, great cinematography, good score by Alan Silvestri. Uh, a lot of cool stuff working in its favor, uh, very of the time. It's just kind of a, you know, a B movie. It's a trash movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Rico and Judge Dredd going toe to toe with overacting is some of my favorite mid 90s trash. Why did you judge me? You killed innocent people. The means to an end. You started a massacre. I caused the revolution. You betrayed the law. Law. Yeah. Law. Law. I love so, that. I love Sylvester it. Stallone <sighs> screaming, I am the law, is iconic. Yeah. I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Rico. <laughs> I love those two. And, you know, I'm not a big Asante fan. But I'm not also a non-Asante guy. Um, I know he's always overacting. He is known for that. Uh, from what I've seen of the very few movies, I've seen his Gotti film. And whatever. Gotti's Gotti. I don't know why this attracts people who overact like John Travolta, the man that we never want to see at a party. And if we do, we will be on the opposite side observing his crazy. 
Correct. I want to know where he is, but I don't want to be near him. Yes. I want to <laughs> know, know where he is at all, at all times. times. Yes. But uh, this guy is kind of just as crazy, John Travolta. E. Yeah, I, I like he. I like here that he does come in full force, though. He's having a fucking blast in this movie. I think he knows what movie he's in. Yeah, he gets it more than Stallone does for sure. Yeah, and I think he overperforms Stallone. To be honest, because I think Stallone's like a couple times just like, I got to be serious. I got to, you know, lay back a little bit. <laughs> and Asante's like, oh, fuck that. I'm never <laughs> going to be in another film like this. <laughs> and then you have someone like Max von uh, Sido, who's yep. just like, I'm going to bring the Shakespeare to this role. But at the same time, he is a judge in a movie full of plot holes. Yeah, he's he he's still bringing his class that he brings to the movies he's usually in. You know, he's still and he's still giving it 100 percent in his performance. But yeah, he's still in a silly fucking outfit in like this futuristic world. So this is still the guy who was in Flash Gordon. Let's like he is one hell of an actor, but he is in a lot of shit. Yeah, he does a lot of B movies, too. Like, but he still brings it every time. Every time, even in the new Robin Hood. Which no one saw, <laughs> except I me. didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. <laughs> it's one of the just like really guys, really. <laughs> but he's also in like Rush Hour Three. Yeah, right. I mean, this guy's accepting his paychecks and bringing it. Is he in great movies? Not so much. Is no. he in movies that I enjoy? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But he's really good in Minority Report, too, which is basically the same character of this. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We And, and like, we haven't even talked about, we got Diane Lane in this. Also, bring in an air of class, but, like, just silly. Uh, we've got may, Virginia. May I say she is one of my all-time crushes? Oh, me too. Me too. I love Diane Lane. I Like, I knew it after I watched her in a few other films. You know, one that I'm sadly you weren't a part of, but we both love. Streets of Fire? Yes. I'm going to let you say the name. I'm like, I was like, he knows who it is. Oh, yeah. I think she's amazing in that, and she's Uh, adorable in it. And she's like 18, which makes me feel like a predator. But in this (laughs) one, she's much more mature, and she's just, I just think she's so damn pretty. Yeah, she is. And she's she's classy. She's a classy actress, too. Yeah, she's a classy. You know what, Matt? I think we like classy gals. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think we like gals that want nothing to do with us. She's too classy (laughs) for us. Not saying anything against Sarah and Ashley, but I think that Sarah and Ashley can walk into a trash movie and be like, this is my man. I think Diane Lane would be like, this is not my man, but if he had enough money, I'd star in his movie. (laughs) (laughs) And here she is in Judge Dredd. (laughs) Uh, But this movie almost ended her career. Uh, not because the movie was bad or anything, because she almost decided to quit acting. Did you know that? No, but I can imagine Sylvester Stallone driving you crazy enough to not want to act anymore afterwards. She was getting tired of being in these roles. Yeah, I can imagine. But I think right after this is when she hit that, oh, what was that, like, thriller movie? Uh, Faithful? No, Faithful. Uh, Unfaithful in 01. Yeah. So six years after this, she got her big comeback. Uh, no, but it was something else. Um, she really liked The Perfect Storm. Mm, but, yeah, she was in that. Uh, Murder at 1600, I think, was one where she started to like... That obviously is not a good movie. But she started to get past these like... She could take a bite out of crime, I guess. like, And I think it was Murder at 1600, but I, I believe... Uh, it was the unfaithful that really set it, you know, where she's like started to get like, uh, and then she also got Hollywood land, which she had a bigger role. And then finally she started to get her roles and then she got older and you know what Hollywood does to older actresses. Yeah. You get under the Tuscan sun. Yeah. And you get man of steel where you're the mama. Oh yeah. Martha. <laughs> yeah. But I have always really liked Diane Lane, not because I'm attracted to her, but more because she's a good actress. Yeah. And she well, she brings levels of class to movies like Judge Dredd. <laughs> her and Mark Van Cito. 
They're like, yeah. well, we're the class. Yeah. And then you got fucking Rob Schneider. Rick, what are you doing here? I was convicted of a crime. Wrongly convicted. <laughs> really? That's kind of weird. What are the odds? Two wrongly convicted guys sitting right next to each other. You received the sentence the law required. Five years just for saving my own ass? That was a mistake. The law doesn't make mistakes. Really? Then how do you explain what happened to you? Yes, Rob Schneider is super. I wonder, is he, is he buddies with Stallone? Because he's in Demolition St- Man also. Stallone, Stallone brought him in after Joe Pesci turned this role down. Joe Pesci turned the role down because he thought the role was stupid. But he also knew they were offering him a lot of money. But they saved a lot of money going with Rob Schneider, which Stallone thought had really good chemistry with himself. Yeah, because, yeah, Demolition Man. He's not in Demolition Man a ton, but he's in it enough to notice him. No, he, he really liked him. He made him the character Fergie. And uh, Rob Schneider basically made up all of his own lines in this film. I get that, like, he's supposed to be the annoying character in the movie. Like, that's what his thing is. And I feel like a lot of people were annoyed by him. But, like, I almost had a kind of a worse reaction to Rob Schneider in this movie where, like, I almost kind of forget he's in it. I get that he's, like, the annoying sidekick or whatever, but, like, I don't know. He's just so inconsequential to me that I forget he's even there. Well, I also think he's kind of the audience where it's just, like, really? I, (laughs) like, look at this shit that's going on about around me and you're going to arrest me again for breaking into a droid? Like, oh, I'm... I am the law. He makes fun of <laughs> Stallone, which was tough to do to Stallone. Stallone did not. Stallone has a big ego. Oh, and yeah. I feel like for some reason, Rob Schneider got away with it. Because how like many movies do other side characters make fun of Stallone in? Not many. Right. Yeah, I think they got along. I think that's why. I think they found kindred spirits and uh, Stallone was probably like, oh, this guy's funny. And then like he let him make fun of him. <laughs> Yeah, it basically was only two movies because after that, Stallone just... I mean, Stallone didn't make his his comeback until Copland. This movie really sank Stallone. A second time. Yeah, Stallone has made so many comebacks, it's ridiculous. Yeah, this was definitely a low point for Stallone, even though now, I don't think this movie has like a cult following like some of the other movies. I think there are people that like this movie for sure, but I don't think this is like a cult favorite or anything. But I do think, weirdly, this is a movie often associated with Sylvester Stallone. Like, if you did a Sylvester Stallone clip show, this one's in there. Well, see, I think it's Demolition Man. Yeah, I think Demolition Man is the cult film of the 90s. That, Absolutely. Like, a lot yes. of people point at Cliffhanger and Assassins and Daylight as, like, well, maybe even Tango and Cash as the shit films. Well, Oscar... Maybe it's maybe Oscar, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, and Judge Dredd, where it's just like, this dude's done. Yeah. But if you look at Demolition Man and Copland and Ants, which people forget, Ants was kind of a comeback. Copland and Ants, even though he was only the voice. I mean, then after that, then he did Get Carter, Driven, and a lot of bunch of stuff. But I hate Get Carter. Have you seen that recently? No, I haven't seen it recently, but I didn't like it when it came out. I saw it's it when it came good. out. I hate it. I didn't like Driven either. No, neither did I. But I, I feel like he started to make a comeback. And then then you got Spy Kids 3D, which is like his true old man comeback, along with Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. and Rambo. And then, of course, his other one, Expendables and all that. But in the, the mid to late 90s, he did some bombs. Yeah, I mean, his career is riddled with them. All the way, you know, through. It's like for every hit, there was a a miss. Like he is, he's a back and forth guy, like back and forth actor. I I do think though, he's weirdly going to be remembered as Judge Dredd a little bit. Like it's not going to be remembered maybe fondly, but like people are going to be like, he's Judge Dredd. (laughs) Really? See, I always think people are going to remember him as Rocky, obviously. That's not fair. That's an easy one. Well, yeah, Rocky Rambo, duh. Rocky Rambo, obviously. But I also, I think it's more Demolition Man, but I think people loop, 
I think people mistake Demolition Man for Judge Dredd. Yes, that I'll agree with. But I, yeah, I do think, and I do agree with you too, that Demolition Man is absolutely the cult film that he's done. Like that's the cult one that has a following. People love it. It is definitely one that has had the second life. Judge Dredd is not. <laughs> Judge Dredd, you know, is just this weird, trashy piece of 1995 that just like really could only exist then. <laughs> that, that you and I can't let go of. Because oh, yeah. Let's, let's get into the trailers on this because I know okay. there's a lot. Now playing at a motion picture theater near you. And yes. I haven't seen any of them. Which yeah, I've only you seen and one. I have had quite a text thread about at the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you and I, this is a weird thing. This is just, I mean, most people won't care about this, but I think you and I have grown more as movie friends through the pandemic. Is yeah, that weird for me to say? No, it's because we have the time to like watch stuff and then share our thoughts. You know, we have time now where before it was just like, I don't know, at least for me before I was like getting in a movie when I could, you know, now it's like, I've got the time I can appreciate it. And I can talk to people about it. Yeah. I, I just like, when you sent me the judge dread trailers, like I feel like after that and yeah, I'm with it too. Like I, I have a full-time job. I'm lucky, but I have so much time to catch up on things that I just feel like I'm always texting you. <laughs> yeah. Like we and we have time. Like when when things are busy, when things are like the way they were, I don't know where my phone is half the time. Now I have to set aside time to like purposely not be on my phone because I got all the time in the world. <laughs> so let's go through these. We had the prophecy, never seen. This is the only one that I had seen. Uh, was prophecy? Uh, I saw it when it first came out on video. I remember renting it with my dad because we always rented all the new horror movies. Um, so I saw it then and I remember liking it then, but I haven't seen it since, but I told Steve when <laughs> one of our text threads, I'm going to do the five prophecy films as a marathon at some point, And that's probably going to kill me. <laughs> and when you said there's five, I kind of threw up in my mouth. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Are you sure? Looked it up. He is correct. There are I because I own them all. I own the prophecy collection, so I have to go through them now at some point. Yeah, and I just remember it's got Casey Jones in it, and obviously Christopher Walken. Mm -hmm. But it's got Virginia Madsen in it, who and Chris and Eric's sold. This movie spent money on actors. Yeah, it was. It's a bigger movie. It played in theaters. Uh, The rest, I think, all went to direct to video. But the first one played in theaters was kind of a minor success. Uh, Christopher Walken enjoyed it enough to come back for two more of the sequels. It was a thing, but I I need to go back and revisit it. Uh, Literally nothing else out of the millions of trailers, though, did I see (laughs) on this. Yeah, Yeah. the other one was Best of the Best 3, which I've seen (laughs) Best of the Best and Best of the Best 2. My brothers and I rented those two a lot. But Best of the Best 3 was basically a ninja versus the Nazis. Tommy Lee is coming home. To liberty. I can't but liberty is not the town that he remembers. This is white man's land. Yeah, and I've never seen any of these movies. Oh, best the best are great. They're just like perfect early '90s, late '80s, like teenagers, young teenagers, written action movies. Yeah, this seems like one of those late-night HBO movie series. Yep. Then we had Minute War, and I think that was... um, That was Dolph. Yeah, that was the Dolph Lundgren. Was that Dolph Lundgren? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't even remember. Minute War is just such a generic title. Yeah, it didn't look interesting either. And uh, then we had Operation Dumbo Drop, which is loaded. Glass Shield also, which was like another low-rent action movie one. Oh, the glass shield. Yeah, that had, um, oh, what's his name? Rapper turned actor. Um, Ice-T? Yeah, Ice-T was in that. No, wait, no, no, Ice Cube. Ice Cube was in that one. Yeah, not Ice-T. My ice is confused. The wrong ice. Yeah, so Operation Dumbo Drop, though, I, that thing was advertised huge. I just never saw it. I can't remember. I saw one of them in theaters, but 
Operation Dumbo Drop and Larger Than Life came out at the same time, and I don't remember which one I saw in theaters. <laughs> Those two are like each other? Because I, I just remember it was Danny Glover. They're the elephant movies from the 90s. I don't know. <laughs> There's two elephant movies? What's the other one called? Larger Than Life. Oh, 96 Bill Murray. What the hell? Why is 95, 96 known as the elephant movie time? <laughs> I saw one of these in theaters, but I don't remember which one. I just remember 90. You know what? Maybe we should remember the 90s more as animals come to life. You know, like animals attack. We had Jurassic Park, Operation Dumbo, Larger Than Life. We had the Ed movie with what's the name from Friends. Oh, there's so many monkey movies. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. Congo, Monkey Trouble. What's the one with the the Rene Russo? The, what's, what's that one? I don't monkey? know. There, yeah, there's a ton of them. What's the other uh, King Kong movie that wasn't King Kong? Mighty Joe Young. Mighty Joe Young, yes. Oh, oh, animals in the 90s. We just didn't know what to make the enemy in the 90s because everything was going great. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was it. <laughs> All right, we got to make more brown people. I don't know. I think people are done with the brown people. Maybe, uh, you know, elephants, monkeys, dinosaurs. What do we got? (laughs) And then finally we hit aliens with Independence Day. We're like, got it! Yep, and then that was the wave for a while. (laughs) Finally, aliens. We can all agree that we don't like aliens. (laughs) They scare us. Right. They frighten us. All right, Um, so into the movie of this. No, we missed missed one other thing. There was that weird music promo for that John Lennon cover CD. Oh, with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. What was that called? The concert? It was a very no. generic title. It was it was something. It was like tribute to John Lennon, I feel like. I think that was like it. No. Oh, Working Class Hero. Working Class Hero, yep. Yeah, I, I don't remember this at all. No. And it was such a weird advertisement for the CD, too. Yeah, it was a terrible advertisement. It just kind of like cut to the red hot chili peppers randomly saying stuff uh in between them advertising which songs are covered and also they advertise in the middle of it to get your your pets spayed and neutered yes what the fuck because <laughs> that's what the proceeds of the cd went to it was a bad advertisement i don't know who came up with this but if you're gonna have a tribute to john lennon first advertise john lennon that's what we're yeah. buying and then at the end, be like, by the way, all proceeds go to blah, blah, blah. This one didn't at all. It's just like, yo, we're the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We put our dicks in socks. By the way, spade and neuter. This is about John Lennon. And what? On the record thing where they like do r- r- put all the scores together, like Rotten Tomatoes for CDs. Uh, this has a two out of five, so it must not have been very good. Yeah, it didn't do very well. It's basically the larger-than-life elephant film of CDs. Right, right. right. Uh, The Bill Murray Dark Times. (laughs) Uh, Which is, he actually says it's what kept him in acting. Because he's like, if I could make it through those shit films of the 90s, I could do anything. Oh, my God. He said it was the very few time during his career where he would call back people. Maybe some people don't know, but Bill Murray is notorious for not giving a shit. Yes. Like, even Ghostbusters, they didn't know if he was going to show up until the day he showed up. (laughs) They're like, all right, Bill Murray's in this film. Sweet. (laughs) And I think that's been the case for both of the Ghostbusters reboots as well. Yeah, well, we'll see how good the other one is. Is is it coming out this summer? Not anymore. Oh, well, yeah, everything's different now. But anyway... Into the feature presentation of this film. And now, our feature presentation. It immediately starts out basically as, I don't know, what is this movie? I think you're right in saying that it's like Blade Runner-esque. It's, it's uh, you know, even though this is an R-rated movie, in a lot of ways, this is like a PG-13 Blade Runner. That's exactly what it is. I just, like, there's a lot in this, like, why is Dennis Leary not in this film? <laughs> Because I feel like instead of Dennis Leary, they put... Jürgen Pronchow? No, but even more, they put, what's his name? The guy at the very beginning. Oh my gosh, we... Which one, Armand DeSanti or Max Ancito or... What's his name from The Quest? 
He's in the first five minutes in this film, and that's it. He plays Raiden in the, the second Mortal Kombat. Oh, James Remar. Yeah, James Remar is in this film for like five minutes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is so weird. I forgot. I literally forgot until you said that right now. Yeah, and then like when Judge Dredd appears, he's just like, they're using 9mm casings, which are lethal from whatever feet. We're at this feet. What's wrong with you, rookie? And then the rookie runs in immediately and gets killed. And then Rob Schneider gets arrested, and we start this whole film of, like, this land is shitty. And basically only the extreme wall will work. And, you know, you watch this film, and you're like, this is a shitty film. I know it right away. I still enjoy it. It's fun in terms of like these kind of movies. It's a fun one. Yeah. And then we're going through it. You know, we have the angel family, which I think is one of the highlights in this film. I really do love that scene, even though it really kills the flow of the whole movie. Strike three. Seven twenty-two. Illegal use of city electricity. How do you please? I knew you'd say that. Which scene is this? Which, which scene this is, is the uh, they're cannibals. Oh yeah, no, that's a dope scene. It's a lot of cool shit in oh. there. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the best scenes in the film that actually doesn't help the film. Right, but there's cool stuff in it. Yeah, also. I- uh, the robot that Armando Santi has as his sidekick is so fucking cool. Yeah, I know. And that's a really real robot. Yeah, and, and you first, can tell. They wanted to make it a, a person in a suit. So this is one of the things that what Danny Cannon brought to the film. He's like, no, we are making a complete robot. And that robot is fully functional. And that robot also put two stuntmen in the hospital. <laughs> Because he fucking punched him in the face. One of them, he broke the nose, and the other one, he broke the jaw. That's hilarious. And it's just like a terrible idea for a film, but it looks awesome on camera. (laughs) That, the cannibal scene, uh, the world building, and the end are like, there's a lot of cool shit. And like, yeah, um, the fight between Rico and Judge Dredd at the, like, broken down shitty ass Statue of Liberty. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I I know. I love it. And I also love the early Photoshop scene where he's just like, well, if this photo is real, why is it completely fake? And how they're just like, look, it's full of anomalies and they don't explain anything. I was like, yeah. yes, sci-fi talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a lot of that. Like even the clones coming out. At the mm-hmm. end, we're just mm-hmm. like, the clones are only 70% complete. <gasps> Release the clones! Yeah, and I was like, I was just sitting here, again, watching it for like the first time, and I'm like, this is awesome. This is cool. <laughs> I, know, I love the movie. I love this shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> and even at the end, at the very end, it's just basically, oh, we got the... Uh, Dinner? is barking. I Something is here. Something is being delivered. You know how it is during quarantine. Everyone's ordering through Amazon. Or ordering food or ordering groceries. Like yeah, whatever. that's what we've been doing. <laughs> yeah. And um at the like the the huge holes in the plot where they're just like, Yeah, this is Judge Judge DNA on the uh, bullet. And I'm like, Really, this advanced culture? We have this shitty camera that catches him killing him, and we can't tell that it's not actually Judge Dredd's DNA. Right. Because only their fingerprint can unlock the guns. And the gun was unlocked, so it must be Judge Dredd. <laughs> yes. uh, the, the case is settled. It's done. It's over. But don't worry. We had the uh, one... What, what was Max Von Cito's judge? Judge Fargo. Holy shit, that's his name. I didn't know his name either. Yeah, he basically sacrifices his retirement. It's just so he like when judges retire, they have to go on the long walk, which is bringing judgment 
to the like unjudgeable. Right. You go out. So like where Mega City One, where this takes place, is all big city where everybody is put together, but everything's kind of clean and how it should be. And then outside of it is like a wasteland. So you go on the long walk where you go into the wasteland. And that's basically where this movie takes place. And then they sneak back into the city and Judge Dredd finds his innocence. And he gets back on his ridiculous motorcycle and says, it's time to go to work. Am I under arrest? That won't be necessary. Central broadcast the Janus plan after Griffin's death. They all know the truth. Judge Dredd, we have to reconstitute the council. We'd like you to consider the first position of Chief Justice. I'm a street judge, and I'm very late for work. And then we're done. We're done with yeah. this trash movie. Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think you should watch it on your own. I think it's... What is it free on? It's not Disney+. Plus. HBO? Uh, I don't know. I watched it on, on uh, VHS, so I'm not sure what it's on. Yeah, I didn't have it on VHS. I, I think Dick Tracy and Judge Dredd currently is on HBO. Yeah, Dick Tracy's on HBO. That's how I watched it the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Then so if you were looking for that one, check it out there. So yeah. I bet Judge Dredd is on HBO. That sounds right. Yep, that's uh, it's a beautiful piece of trash, and I love it. Did you know that there was a video game from Acclaim? Because I just saw that on the back of the box. Nope. There was a cool. Judge Dredd video game. What was it for, Sega? I don't know. It just says, check out the video game from Acclaim. And then it has their logo. In this town, there's only one law and one man to enforce it. To get the job, you must be judge, jury, and executioner. Judge Dredd, the video game. PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Interesting. And GameCube. No, I don't remember this at all. This must have came out well after the movie, even though they advertised it on the box. (laughs) They just couldn't get it going. Well, Judge Dredd has always been kind of a weird, kind of like Tank Girl. No, 1995 video game. Here we go. Uh, Judge Dredd is an action video game for Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Mega Drive, Game Gear, and Game Boy, originally released in 95. Hilarious. I do not remember this game at all. No. Uh, I don't remember advertisements for it. I don't remember seeing it in stores. I don't remember anything for it. I barely remember any sort of advertisement for this game, or for this movie, period. Oh, I remember the commercials. They were all over TV, especially whatever I was watching in 95. Yeah, I rem- there was a lot of... Cr- uh, I Am The Law was the clip they used in every single one of those goddamn commercials. Yeah. I don't know. I must have seen this. I-, I think the reason I watched this movie was because I saw it on some type of trailer before a VHS. You know, the VHS, mm. like, look for this on your on it's a rental store or whatever. Because I do not remember this film being advertised a lot. Yeah, I, I definitely, I remember this one being advertised. But, like, obviously, after it came out, then you hear nothing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, other than, like, a lot of the actors not liking this movie, I don't remember a lot after it because it's just kind of just faded. Mm-hmm. And it I, hasn't really yeah. picked up. I think people went and found it after the new one came out. But the new one's the cult classic. This one's not. Yeah. Well, the new one is is just crazy in a good way. Mm. This one's crazy in a trash way. And it's and it's funny because the new one also had a ton of production problems getting made. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah. But it found an audience and it made it work. This one had a ton of production problems and just became a fart in the wind. <laughs> yeah, it, it sank real fast. All right. Well, let's move on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out like Indy into the film jungle and we bring some back to our 90s wing of the museum. Matt, I'll let you go first. What do you got for this? I'm going to put the fucking robot in there. Uh, it's one. awesome. <laughs> I Yeah, I that's a good one. 
That's a really fucking good one. Uh, I it's kind of you just took mine. Um, so which means I have to in the middle of this fucking podcast reverse. <laughs> I do like the Blade Runner production of this. I mm-hmm. do like the land. I think yeah, the world is cool. It's very Mario Brothers esque. Mm-hmm. It's trashy. I believe it. I believe it more than the Mario Brothers land. Something about this just sold it well. I also love how they kind of make fun of the land, or, or at least they make fun of the military. So, like, when Stallone gets on their new bike that, you know, only the, the judges can ride, it doesn't work. Yeah, and he's just like, sometimes it doesn't work. Part of what, what it is is just trying to deal with it and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love how he brings around his little law book with him. He's like, this is... The law and the law, <laughs> you know, like it's just like just more times that man can say law, right? <laughs> but I mean, I, I enjoy this trash, and I think the entire land about it is actually something really good about the film. I could easily say Rob Schneider is a piece of shit. <laughs> I could easily say that Stallone is irritating because he's just being Stallone. I could say a lot of things about this film, but I enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's a sloppy good time. I agree. I like this movie too. I thought it was super fun. I will absolutely watch it again. And just like Demolition Man, it is the Taco Bell of films. <laughs> yes, you know, delicious late night will junk you... food. Yeah, delicious. Enjoyed better stoned. <laughs> will you feel good the next day after eating it? Probably not, but enjoyable at the time. Exactly, junk food cinema. That's right. All right, we will be back next week with a franchise. We're not going to tell you what, because Matt's got to pick it. Yeah, and we're going to break down every episode of it. We're going to take each one every week and just review, and then at the end, I guess, rank them. Yeah, we're going to figure out what we like best about it, and I guarantee it's going to be different. Um, And all I'll say is it's summertime, so expect a summer movie franchise. All right, remember everyone to be kind and rewind.